What's going on, guys? Welcome back to episode 16 of The Fade. We're going to run it right now, which is season two. After 15 episodes, we'll just go and do a new season every time. Um, we took a week break last time. I'm your host, Luca Zima, once again joined by, oh wait, there's no one here but me. Uh, a little, everyone's busy, you know, but we got to put the product out there. Um, in negotiations, you know, with some of the other guys, you know, trying to get a little deal-friendly thing going on. You know, it's a part of uh, the business, but I'm sure we'll get back rolling and get the ball moving shortly you know i know you guys probably were left out left wondering you know where we've been for a week but um you know i gotta just keep it running so first and foremost thank you guys for tuning in special uh episode you know season two i guess i'll run season two by myself to start of it um jalen carter you know refused to interview with teams that were outside of the top 10 of the draft I mean, I think it's a little bit of arrogance, but I mean, he is a stud, an absolute beast. He's the re- he was uh the reason that um, Georgia allowed the fewest rushing yards in consecutive seasons while winning back to back titles. I think this guy is an absolute freak. You know, before his little um, incident that he had with uh, the car accident that led to uh, another player dying, rest in peace. Um, he was projected to go anywhere in the top five. This guy's an absolute unit of a D tackle. Um, he he's not nothing's happening to him. He played no contest. I can see him still going in the top five. I, I more likely think he's going to go somewhere in the top ten, which because I think all the teams in the top five are QB needy, and uh, if Arizona they're in the three three, but I can see them being a team to trade out of the three unless they're really. Gunning for Will Anderson, but I mean, I would I would have just interviewed with every team because you don't know what teams are really interested. A lot of teams need D tackles, and you know, I would assume that a team would be like, "All right, man, we had a really good interview. Let's see how you run it up with us, and we're going to be willing to trade it." You never know. I don't think the teams that are all in the top ten really need a D tackles. You know, even um Philly, Philly's uh, the tenth pick. I don't think their big main concerns D tackle, but I mean, he said he loved the interview that he had with Philadelphia. But going off of that, I mean, we'll see what happens with him. I, he had 31 hurries last season, I believe 31 hurry, yeah, last season, 32 tackles as well. So, I mean, this guy's going to be off the board early. Absolute stud of a defensive tackle. Like I said, Georgia's just been bringing out these freaks the last couple seasons. Going off that, though, Jalen Hurts, man. My my favorite player in the NFL, obviously, is on my favorite team. Talking about him taking a team-friendly Mahomes-type deal to where it's going to allow some flexibility. Um, like over a 10-year span, you know, Mahomes has the 300 mil or whatever, but there's the point of it gives them a little bit of, like, flexibility or 500 mil, whatever he got. It gives it, but with it, it gives the team friendly because it allows flexibility. So, like when you see the contract, you're like, "Oh my gosh!" But at the same time, it just allows the flexibility to happen. I think Jalen Hurts is a real team player. Loves Philly. I love that guy. He led us to a Super Bowl. 
Um, Runner-up MVP could have been close in the MVP race uh, if he didn't get hurt and played, uh, didn't miss those two games. He's an absolute dog. You know, the team loves him. I think we need to keep him around in Philly. Philly is always better when they have running quarterbacks. Hence why we are pretty, we looked like an absolute dynasty, even though we weren't the best of the best. But when, like, Mike Vick played there, looked great. When Randall Cunningham was there, looked amazing. Uh, McNabb, even even little Jeff Garcia, you know. Jeff Garcia was uh, running around there, you know, white boy. But, um yeah, I liked even Lefty Jeffy, you know. So uh, we'll see what Jalen Hurts. I think he's gonna. Sound, I think he's gonna stick around Philly and keep it on that. I think he is gonna be though the second highest paid quarterback, uh, no question. Uh, I just think that. I mean, I wish that there was more time to go and say, "Hey, we'll run a contract by you after this season." But I mean, he's only gonna get better. I think, and I think that when you surround him with pieces. You know, we have – we just lost Sanders. Um, Rashad Penny's there now. Kenny Gainwell, like him a little bit. Boston Scott, all right, you know, like he's a team locker room guy. Been there, you know, the giant slayer. I think Boston Scott brings a lot to the table as well. Very underrated for what he does. Um, I, I, I seen that we're, we're going to be drafting with the 10th pick. Everyone's saying B. John Robinson, by John, however you want to say it. I don't think that's a bad pick in all honesty. I really – because, I mean, we brought Slay back, Bradbury, still have Avante Maddox and Greedy Williams who could play safety or corner as well. I was hoping, though, to get Joey Porter Jr. or one of these uh, high corners off the board because our corners with Maddox, he hasn't really been healthy much last season. And when he was healthy, he was playing phenomenal. Well, I mean – with the running backs, Bijan really fits our system, I guess. They're saying, I want to play off Lenny or Kareem Hunt. But, I mean, these guys are Kareem Hunt and play off Lenny. They're, like, under center running. Like, you know, they ain't the read option type guys. It'd be awesome, though, if they were. But, I mean, they're just brute backs. Like, Lenny would be like a Lou Garrett Blunt of 17 and 18 if we brought him in. Going off of that, you know, but Jalen Hurts, please come back, take the deal. Going off that, though, the Falcons are thinking, of, they're saying that they're going to start Desmond Ritter over Heineke. I don't necessarily disagree with the decision, um, but I would say it's something that, you know, you shouldn't really go out and just name your starter before week one. I think you brought in Heineke. Heineke should have sat there and been like, you know what? I'm in here, in here on a two-year deal and had Ritter in the back of his head being like, oh, I got to compete. He knows he has to compete and he has to play up to par, up to the standard, because that's in a division that's gonna that's up in the air for everyone. We've been talking about it the last couple of weeks. The NFC South is the division that, all right, they finished, what, eight and nine last year with the Bucks. So, I mean, with the Falcons can easily squeeze in there. Tom Brady's out of there now. So, I mean, we'll see what Baker. But I just think that they shouldn't have really called out their starter right away. I get you want Ritter to start and get his progression going, get him adjusted to the league. But, I mean, he did start last season towards the end of it when Mariota went down and then they just 
went with Ritter then the rest of the season. They knew they were getting rid of Mariota. But, I mean, Heineke's a proven winner. Heineke's a proven locker room guy. You know, wherever he's been, you know, people love him, especially with the commanders over the last few seasons. He's been proven to win over the locker room. Um, You know, with Carson Wentz being there last season and in the beginning of the year, they were like, oh, well, who, do you think you have a chance to compete? And he's like, no. He's like, no, you know, um, when you're paying a guy 30-some mil, you know, I'm sitting there and I have no chance. You're going to start the guy that you're paying 30 mil over the guy that you're paying a minimum deal, which is fully true. But then he earned a right after Wentz went down. He earned a right to be the starter. And even after that, they, they wanted to keep him. It's it's just a thing with Heineke. I mean, he's a proven winner, but at the same time, when the big big moments come and he gets to the playoffs or could he win you those games to get to the end of the playoffs? I don't know, but I mean, we'll see what happens. I think that Ritter's going to start like they said, and Heineke's going to end up coming in within, within the first eight weeks. If, if they're flat, that's just my opinion. I don't really think Desmond Ritter's that good of a quarterback. I watched him last season. It wasn't really too high on him when he did come in. Even before this, just looking on his highlights, he just, I don't know, he's not the type of guy that's uh, going to go and get the job done. Nothing against him. I don't have any hatred against Desmond Ritter. I just don't think. I think the Falcons could have a great team. I mean, you're wasting Kyle Pitts right now. Get that quarterback in there, and use, and you have Cordell Patterson, who's been proven Proven good, but at the same time, in the next couple of seasons, he's going to be declining. He's getting up there in age. He's like 31, 32 years old. Running backs don't really last that long. So, I mean, he's on his down, his back burners right now. Going off of that, we have the 49ers. Obviously, we know Brock Purdy's going to start. John Lynch came out and said Brock Purdy has earned the right to start the 2023 season as a starter. Um, he's hurt right now. He's had a surgery. Trey Lance, man, I don't know what's going to happen with them. People are saying, hey, do a swap with Matt Jones and Trey Lance. Um, That was another topic I had. I'll wait a, a little bit to say that. But obviously Brock Purdy is earned that right. You know, he lost one game as a starter, and it was in the NFC Championship game. And technically, I don't even – count that as him being a full starter he got he got hurt in in before like the first second quarter so and that was just an absolute blowout shout out philly but uh but they're still saying there's still people saying that they can go and pursue aaron Rodgers. and i'm just if if these if this jets trade falls through with Rodgers, because right now it's more than likely this is not going to happen and the jets are a qb away you know, they brought in what Rodgers won so far. They're a QB away from being actually a great team. In, in the whole sports world, the Jets are are the, wor- the last team to see a playoff. Not in just the NFL, but in the MLB, hockey, NBA, whatever. They're the last pers- or team to see a playoff. Their their drought's been like four thousand some days, maybe even longer. Um, I think they need to make this move on Rogers. Obviously, I'm 
I'd shy away from a first round pick when I have the 13th. But I mean, it's like Ethan said a podcast or two ago, it's Aaron Rodgers. You bring this guy in, you're going to get something special. This team's going to turn around. It's a tough division to win with Miami and Buffalo. I don't think the Pats are really going to be anything special anymore. I don't know. They, they just don't have the right fit for this new era of football, I think. I think Bill Belichick's arguably the greatest head coach of all time. But this new this new system, dude, it's it's insane. You know, it's so you gotta get up with the standards. And I mean, dude, they've had their they've had their run for the last twenty years. You know what I mean? It's time to take a, a back burner or whatever. Take the fucking my bad. Take the back road and leave it at that. You know, he's won six, seven rings six rings in the last twenty some years with Tom Brady. Leave it go. You know, you're gonna I'd go in the rebuild mode if I was them. But I mean I don't know. On to the next thing. Titans are the sleeper team to move up to in to draft for a QB. I'm gonna read in that. Well and I think it's a smart decision in all honesty. Um Ryan Tannehill I mean, the Titans are going full rebuild mode. They're getting rid of everyone. Even Jeffrey Simmons, they're saying about Kevin Byard going, you know, even though Kevin Byard is getting up there in age, he's still one of the best safeties in football. But Malik Willis, you drafted him last season, and he sucked. He sucked. I don't even think he threw for over 100 yards in the games he started. That's horrible to say from a quarterback. From a quarterback standpoint, that's horrible to even imagine, not being able to throw 100 yards in three or four starts that he's had. Derrick Henry, uh, they're even thinking about moving him. I know he's getting up there a little bit in age, but he's still a 2K thousand yard running back. Why, you know, I mean, but if you're going in full rebuild, build whatever, uh, you have Traylon Burks there, pretty good wide receiver coming out of college. He played pretty f- fairly well last season, not too bad with no really quarterback. Tannehill's getting up there in age, and his contract isn't isn't in favor of Tennessee right now at all. So yeah, I think they draft. Uh, they can. They're the team that could possibly move moving up in this third spot. You know, to take Levis or Richardson or whatnot. Um, Seeing where Bryce Young goes, uh, I'm I'm now. I know I was saying it'd be a shocker with Anthony Richardson going number one. Uh, I'm fully invested on C.J. Stroud as the first pick. I think it's just all simple. He has the build. He's like, go ask my go ask my uh, college teammates. You know, I'm I'm the leader. I'm the guy. You know, I have all my teammates' backs. I think that it's going to be Stroud number one to Carolina. We'll have to tune in to see that. I think Richardson will end up though in the top ten. Bryce Young is are the Texans gonna take him at two? No clue. No clue. It's gonna be a shocker, but I've been reading about Seattle possibly going, and this is the sleeper of it all, because I he tore his ACL last season. So I don't even know if he's gonna be fully ready to go in this season, but Seattle possibly taking Hendon Hooker and having him sit behind Geno Smith. I like Hennon Hooker. He's an absolute beast, but, I mean, we'll just have to go off and see what happens there. But, um, yeah, don't count out Tennessee. Tennessee has, I think, somewhere in the top ten as well. 
So I think they're they're likely to move up into this pick. We'll see. I have no idea. It's only going to be Tennessee saying it. Um, going off of that, the Pats quietly shopped Mac Jones in the offseason. I don't know what they're trying to get with this Mac Jones shit. Um, Mac Jones, I actually like him, believe it or not. Uh, I mean, he just, like, even when the Pats drafted him, I was like, Dude, this guy is literally like a Tom Brady 2.0, like his build, like a skinny fat guy, you know. And a shout out to Tom Brady and Mac, but like a skinny fat guy, not that mobile of a QB. But I mean, he went to a Pro Bowl. Um, just he absolutely looked phenomenal. Uh, a few season, a season or two, not last season, but whatever. But when you hire when you hire a defensive coordinator, Matt Patricia, as your offensive coordinator, obviously Matt Jones is going to be frustrated. And dude, this is the point that with a quarterback, you need a guy who knows an offense. Like Matt Patricia doesn't. They suck. They looked like ass last season. His QB coach, I, I was reading, is a special teams coach. So I don't I, I mean I don't know what more you want from Mac Jones. I think Mac Jones is a valuable player and asset. But I mean I know they're looking into doing something here with Mac Jones and I don't know what where you're going with that because Mac Jones gives you I think a better chance to win over Zappy. It's it's ridiculous. It's out it's out of the ordinary, so I mean, I think you keep him. You know, you you bring in just bring him in weapons. Like who's who was their best? Jacoby Myers and Kendrick Bourne and Aguilar. Like those aren't guys that are gonna be that. No offense, they're good. They're all right, but they're you need to get them these guys. You know, get them some help. I mean, their running backs are pretty solid, and their defense is all right, pretty good too. Uh, Mac Jones, I think he'd be successful wherever he goes. I mean, these teams right now, dude. There's Every team out there isn't really in QB needy because it's draft season anyways. So we'll see what happens with that. I just think it's stupid to even go and think about trading Mac Jones. Get a real offensive coordinator in there. This is what I mean with Bill Belichick. It's a whole new era. It's a whole new year, a new decade. You get the right guy in there. When Josh McDaniels was in there, everything was working. God, Bill, what are you doing, Bill? Going off that, where with Lamar Jackson, it just intrigues me. It's like, why is nothing getting done? They're telling a guy, get the money, go chase the money during the season. Then he gets hurt, whatever, and then they're saying, the end, he could have came back, but he's like, you know what, I'm not even being paid for what I'm worth. Lamar's a former MVP. You know, a uh, Heisman Trophy winner as well. Um, their GM reported that the Baltimore organization offered Lamar Jackson 133 mil, fully guaranteed that could have led to 175. 42 mil would have been added with if no injury would occur. And, he, and if he was still on a team in the fourth year, another 25 mil would have been added on. The offer top six years, 290 mil, 175 mil guaranteed. That was offered during the season. He turned it down. 
I do not know what you want there. You know, like Lamar, I get it, but man, everyone's sitting there saying, "Pity Lamar, he should be getting paid, dude." That's I'm pretty sure that's a pretty good con- contract. You're not, you're not really leading your team into the playoffs every year. He's missed it, and it just sucks. I'm a Lamar fan. I'm a decent Baltimore fan in a way. There just has to be something done here. You have to get the money right. And if not, I mean, they're just agitating them. But at the same time, no teams are really making that call to get Lamar. And they're not in no hurry to give, give a lot up because they did the the franchise tag to where it was a tra- transitional franchise tag. So whoever would get Lamar or offer him a contract, he's able to go and negotiate They'd have to, even if Lamar signed, they'd have to give him two first-round picks. So you're basically losing out on it. I don't. I think he'll he don't get traded. He'll end up staying in Baltimore and just holding out. Probably we'll see a similar situation uh, as Deshaun when he wasn't getting a contract, even though then it was okay because what he did. I think though it is going to come down to Lamar's not going to get a deal anywhere else because now the draft's coming. I think a lot of teams are content. I I know the Falcons, the Lions, and the Commanders were all teams that were sweepstaked in, but ultimately backed out because it's just like they're not willing to give up all that, even though they these teams are in win now. Like Detroit has proven, you know, but they're believing in golf, and I believe in golf too. I think Goff had a pretty good season, and I think uh, you got to give him this fair chance here. Give him another season to prove it. I I don't think any team really right now wants to pursue Lamar. He, he hasn't even played healthy. He's been getting hurt as well. I thought, though, it was going to be him ending up as a commander because uh, they brought in the Chiefs offensive coordinator there. And I thought that they would have said, all right, let's get you a star or star quarterback. You have Scary Terry there, uh, Jahan Dotson, Curtis Samuel. I, I I thought the weapons were there too. You know, I think Scary Terry's a phenomenal, if not like top, definitely a top 10, top 10, top 15 receiver in the league. He just needs help. He's been a thousand yard receiver every year. Just needs his help. So, I mean, I don't think Lamar should be bitching about his contract now when they offered him all that, and most of it was guaranteed anyways. So stop bitching, get on the field, play. Show that you're there for your teammates. You abandoned them last season and left Tyler Huntley out there to scrounge in there. So, I mean, that's just BS. You know, I don't think he's really a team player, but, I mean, at the same time, most of them understood because – the money situation, why would he go and get hurt? But he also then went and banked on himself and thought, all right, well, teams are going to want to pay me. Even if I get a transitional tag, teams are going to want to pay me. And look what happened. No team wanted to pay him. No team wanted to give up the lottery for him. It was too much to ask. Everyone's content. Maybe during the season, off season, we might see a Lamar Jackson trade happen. I, uh, I mean, I know that the – the Pats offered, or or Lamar wanted, he wanted to play for the Patriots, 
I don't know how good of a fit that'd be. I mean, when they had Cam Newton, they looked pretty good up in the 2020 season when COVID was there up until Cam got COVID. So, I mean, I think I think uh, New England would give them as the best chance to possibly win, but that's a, a still a tough decision. I think the division, I think that um, – could possibly wind up as a New York Jet. The Jets could really go heavy on this because they're not going to give up the first round for Aaron Rodgers because Rodgers is iffy every offseason. You don't know what you're getting with Rodgers when it comes to his retreats and if he's going to stay or not. So who knows with that. It's uh out, it's just out of the order. To give a first rounder up for a guy who every offseason is debating retirement. Stupid. Um, but yeah, I can see the Jets really going in on Lamar if this Rodgers uh trade falls through. We'll have to go and see more about that as as the offseason uh goes on. Going off that, Cam Newton, I think he took my advice. He's saying he'll back up um Watts and Lamar. Fields, Tua, Malik Willis, Hurts, Rogers, Allen, Sam Howell. Rookies that are coming in, he said he'll back up Stroud, Young, Richardson. I think you get him with a I think you get him with a rookie who he can actually sit there behind and tell, show them the ropes. I think a few of these guys, though, would be good to back up. Like, you know, um, Fields, that's another play sort of like like Lamar. So I wouldn't be opposed to seeing him back up Justin Fields. Malik Willis, I don't think he's gonna be a starter, so I mean you're that's Miami needs a backup that even though they signed Mike White, too has been on and off with injuries. Hertz has a backup now with Mariota. That all came into place. But it's just yeah Cam Newton could easily be a really good backup quarterback. I don't think I think his starter days are over. If the Commanders really are interested in starting Sam Howell, I think that'd be a per a perfect spot for Cam Newton to back up. I think Cam Newton could be a good mentor and backup, and I think he's finally taken that role on to where he's like, okay, yeah, this could happen, and. I'm willing to adjust to being a backup now. I think that's what you want out of Cam Newton. Um, it all It's all just going to depend on it. Like I said, I think Cam Newton fits Anthony Richardson to a T. You know, both went to Florida even though Cam played his final seasons in Auburn. But they both are literally to a T, one another. So wherever you draft Anthony Richardson – which now I'm going to lean towards Anthony Richardson is more than likely going to end up as a Colt. So I I would say that bring Cam Newton in, even though Minshew's there, I like Minshew, but with backups, you kind of want the guy, when you have a backup, you want the guy who's a starter, have a similar backup guy, because then you can just run the same style of offense instead of having a slow, like what Hurts and Minshew last year, you had to kind of change it up when Minshew came in, and it, it, it sucked, you know, but 
hats off to Minshew. He came in there and did what he had to do. He played really good against Dallas. I mean, the two picks, whatever. But like with Lamar and Tyler Huntley, they're both so similar when they play. So uh, that's why, like, Huntley looked pretty all right when he would come in. Nothing like Lamar, but at the same time, it is what it is. Um, Rodgers, I, I don't think that fits the build, but, I mean, he just wants to back up these guys maybe out of respect. Deshaun Watson could back him up, I guess. Uh, Josh Allen, he's uh, like a white Cam Newton, so I could see that happening, even though Josh Allen rarely gets hurt. But, yeah, I, I can see uh, now a team actually willing to go and sign Cam Newton. Joe, I don't know if they have a vendetta out for him, but, I mean, you you got to just give the guy a chance. Even as a backup, you don't – some backups are making 10 mil, but, I mean, I think Cam Newton wants to play football again, wants to be in it. You're able to go and throw in these packages for him. Then we'll see what happens with that, but – I mean, that's what that's what you want, though. You want a guy that you can throw these special packages in, and I thought Kansas City would have been a good fit for him. At the same time, though, I don't see Kansas City really giving a crap who's behind Mahomes. It is what it is, but I think Cam Newton would have been a good fit there. Even just get him a ring, you know what I mean? I like Cam Newton. I wasn't dissing on him a podcast or two ago. I'm a fan of Cam Newton. Want him to be in the league. I think if you have the talent then hats off to you. You deserve to be in the league. And some people get screwed out of it. Some people are in there. I think there's a lot of backups that suck. Like, no offense, Nathan Peterman. How's he in the league? How's he getting signed still? You know, like some of these guys absolutely suck. You know, like Mitch Trubisky's getting 10 mil a year. Trubisky sucks. And I even was a fan of Trubisky. And I thought, Trubisky, all right, this could be his away from Matt Nagy out of Chicago and Pittsburgh could help him out. He absolutely shit the bed in Pittsburgh. Kenny Pickett, shout out to you. I didn't think a quarterback in the last draft class was starter ready, and Kenny Pickett proved that. Uh, I think Kenny Pickett's going to be the quarterback of the future there for the next couple years. I think that's a tough division, though. Since he's running that, the Browns might start coming up. It just depends how Deshaun plays. Ravens, if they lose the martyr, screwed. The AFC at North was always a tough division, so I don't know what's going to happen there. But, I mean, Pickett has a hard division. He has the weapons and Najee. Pretty good defense as well, They even though they lost, they lost Cam Sutton on defense and brought in uh, – Pat P, so and they lost Terrell Edmonds, but they brought in Kawan O'Neal. So I, I mean, it, it's going to be up in the air for Pittsburgh. Kenny Pickett just has to play really good this season. So we'll see what happens with that. Off that, uh, I just want to do a little segment now that I hit the thirty-minute mark. I want to give my predictions this season before the draft happens. Who I see winning each division, and maybe a little bit of. Why I see it. AFC East, we got Bills, Miami, Patriots, Jets. I say if the Jets get a quarterback, they will at least be a wild card team. But I see them winning the division if if they get it. 
So without their quarterback right now, I still see even if Stephon Diggs leaves Buffalo, if Stephon Diggs leaves Buffalo, then I have Miami winning it. But uh, I have the, I have overall a quarterback goes there if Rodgers goes there to Jets. But I I right now if Diggs leaves Buffalo, which I don't think that's gonna happen, Miami. The, and the losing team will be the Patriots. Sucks to say it, but they're going to be on a downfall for the next couple of years. The North, no question about it, in the AFC. I've since he won in that for the next five, five years as long as Joe Burrow is around and healthy. So, since he have that, and sorry, Pittsburgh fans. I, even, I thought they were going to finish last this season, but I think that there was something in it to get Tom on at least uh, five over 500. I see Pittsburgh not being 500 this upcoming season and finishing in last. Sorry to my brother. I know he's a big Pittsburgh fan, but I'm not believing in Pittsburgh this season. Going to the AFC South, um, Jags, Titans, Colts, Texans. I like Trevor Lawrence a lot, man. And I think the Titans are going to finish last. I think the Texans will be like a 6-11 and 11 team, even with their with a new quarterback. I think they're getting some weapons in there, but nothing crazy. They just got rid of Cooks. Uh, I, yeah, I see the Colts or the Jags winning that, but I ultimately see the Jags having that division for the next two years, and the Texans are going to come up, start fighting soon. The West. if you if, With the Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders, Broncos, if you couldn't win with Derek Carr, how are you going to win with Jimmy G, even though he's his proven record's a winner? We'll see with that. Ah, and Herbert. They're going to get rid of Keenan Allen, but they kept him around. I don't think the Broncos are going to progress. I mean, I know they got rid of uh, Hackey or whatever, and they brought in Sean Payton. Now, that could be the move around. Ultimately, I have the Chiefs not winning the division, but I have them being a wild card team. I think teams are going to start catching on to the Chiefs. It's hard. It is messed up to say. But I think the Chiefs are going to be start becoming a wild card team. Even though they're coming off a of Super Bowl, it's like, Luke, how are you going to put them as that? I have nothing against it. Brett Veach is from Mount Carmel. I, he's literally my aspiration, who I want to be one day. I, just, I, I have um, the Chargers eventually getting it. If Eckler, if, but if Eckler leaves... If Eckler leaves, the Chargers are going to take that backseat and be a cra- uh, the last place. I don't know. Broncos could squeeze into a wild card. I don't know what the Raiders. I don't think the Raiders are going to be good. Uh, nothing against them. I want the Raiders to be good. I think they're going to draft though, a quarterback to sit behind Jimmy G. They just brought in Brian Hoyer, though, but as a backup, but uh, whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, I see with that, the Chiefs. Uh, Chargers, if Eckler stays, Chiefs a wild card team. But like I said, the Broncos could squeeze up. It depends what happens with us. And now going to the NFC, NFC East, 
I got Philly. Even though they're my team, and I'm, I have to rock with them. I think Philly has the best chance. In all honesty, they didn't really lose much on offense besides Sanders. And their offense was very explosive last year. You didn't really see Philly getting in that close of games. Their defense uh, was phenomenal, but we didn't really lose much on defense besides uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson and our linebackers, and Kobe Dean's ready to step up. So I have Philly winning that. I think it's another year that's going to be a really close division. I think the, uh, the commanders have a good team. Don't get me wrong, they're competitive inside the division, but at the same time, I don't think Sam Howe is gonna is uh, really adjusted and ready to go and win, win now. So, if they don't get a, a veteran quarterback, I don't see them. I see them again finishing in last place. NFC North: Bears, Packers, Lions, Vikings. The Vikings won it last season. I think the Packers are gonna start. Packers and Vikings are going to start taking a back seat to that division. I have the Lions winning that division. And the Bears, I mean, it depends on fields. I have the Bears coming up third. so And the Vikings coming up second. Packers finishing last. I don't think Jordan Love is going to be that good. And I think they're going to shit the bed. NFC South, we got the Bucks, Panthers, Saints, Falcons. Horrible division last year, worse than football. My pick, Saints with Derek Carr. Derek Carr is a new beginning. All the doubters paid good money. I think Derek Carr bringing Mike Thomas back in. Derek Carr is going to lead that division and win it. Bucks might squeeze in as a wild card. I'm a fan of Baker. I hope Baker wins, man. They have the team to do it. Defense to do it. They got the weapons on offense to do it. It's going to come down to Baker. So I'm saying either the Bucks or the Saints are going to win that division. And Falcons, again, Desmond Ritter, not a huge fan. think they're going to finish last. NFC West, 49ers, Seahawks, Rams, Cardinals. Uh, it's... Again, I'm not high on the Rams or the Cardinals right now. I think the Rams are going in full rebuild mode, but, I mean, I don't know if they're telling Aaron Donald to cup that. Uh, they brought Stafford back, so we'll see what happens with that. But I have, I have the Seattle Seahawks coming away with that division and Seattle making a wild card push. Thank you all for tuning in to Season 2, Episode 16 of The Folding. Season 2, though, Episode 1. I'm Luke Edzema. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope to see you again in the next podcast around. Thank you so much.